Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the business journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. One of the Dallas Business Journal's 2023 Most Admired CEOs joins us in this episode, hosted by Associate Editor Alexa Reed. Edgar Govera is the CEO of Dallas-based M. Crowd Restaurant Group, a hospitality group known for staples such as Mi Cocina and the Mercury. Govera was recently honored at the Dallas Business Journal's 2023 Most Admired CEOs Awards for not only his great stewardship of his company, but for also cultivating an inclusive, collaborative workforce environment and a track record for contributions to the overall strength of the Dallas-Fort Worth community. Govera is here today to discuss what it means to be a successful leader, how to make changes within a company, and what is next for MCrowd. Hi, Edgar. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. We're excited that you're here today. So as I previously mentioned, you were honored at the Dallas Business Journal's Most Admired CEO Awards. Talk to me about your approach to leadership and what it takes to be a successful CEO. Uh, well, first of all, it was an honor to be mentioned with lots of amazing business leaders in the community. So thank you for that. Um, I can tell you really for me in my career, it's been about hiring the right team, you know, making sure that we have the right people in place and that we have the right organizational structure. And then after that, it's really about creating the vision for the company and making sure people understand exactly what um, our culture is going to be like, the, the the vision piece of it, making sure that we define purpose, right? I think one of the things that I really focus on, making sure people know why we're doing what we're doing so that they can then cascade that through our organization. And then I empower people. I really focus on making sure that we get the right people and we let them go do their job. We hire subject matter experts in their different pieces of the organization and I empower them. And then I think one real important thing that I learned as I was growing my career was to listen to people. Really spend the time and listen throughout, um, not only to your leadership team, but make sure that you're out in the field, out in the restaurants, and you're listening to the points of view of the people that actually have to do the work. And then, you know, the ultimate thing I always tell people is don't be afraid to make decisions. Sometimes we make mistakes and we've got a course correct. And it's our responsibility as leaders to make sure we, um, we're not afraid to make those decisions that need to be made. And you mentioned listening is a big component in terms of being a great leader. And I know you were recently appointed, I think a few years ago, or correct me if I'm wrong, right? Six years ago. So coming in, this leads into my next question that recently you had told us that when you took on the role as CEO, you recognized the company was slowly losing its identity. And when you came in, you were ready to make changes right from the get-go. And that takes listening to the people around you and and taking advice from what's been done before and maybe what you can take on next. So how does a CEO recognize that you're losing an identity and, and how can you prevent it from happening further? Well, look, I had the benefit of being a consumer of Mi Casino for 20 years. So I saw it, you know, the last four or five years that I was around, I kind of saw us losing our identity uh, or losing seeing Mi Casino and, and some of the restaurants lose the identity. But, you know, for me, the advice I would give anybody is you have to get in and start asking questions to those that have been in the in the business, right? So the first thing I did when I got here is uh, I went in and I spoke to our restaurant directors and talked about what they liked, what they didn't like, and just had some simple questions. Like one of the questions I asked somebody was, hey, what's your favorite thing on the menu? And the answer was, I used to love our tortilla soup. Well, the used to love 
is a comment that I quickly dove into and said, okay, why don't you love it anymore? Right. And so a lot of it was listening, asking questions, spending time meeting with the different groups of people in the restaurants and then learning from the things that they they really had to say. Right. At the end of the day, I had a connection with the brand. But for the most part, it's really what's our identity? What are we about? What's the culture in the restaurants? And then where did we lose it and how do we get it back? And then putting the right people in position. Right. The first thing I did was I promoted Jose Luis Villanueva, who's our VP of operations, the lead operations, he'd been with us for 25 years at that point. He's been here a long time, maybe 23 years. He's now on 27. And um, he was able to help us get that back. And I think, especially coming in, making those changes and kind of establishing, like you said, what, well, I used to love these things. And so kind of finding a pathway segue back to that it is super important. And I think could be like, if it is a strategy of keeping your employees happy as well as your customers. So leading into my next question, as CEO, what is your strategy to keep customers coming back? Because we are in a very competitive market. I'm seeing every all news all the time about new restaurants coming up, new entertainment concepts that are merged with restaurants. What are you doing to keep those customers coming back to Nicosina or coming back to the Mercury? Hey, look, it's, it's nothing's changed in the six years I've been here. The, the same three focuses have been the focuses that we have today, which is we have to focus on the quality of our food and executing our recipes, making sure that we have amazing guest service and create connections in the in neighborhood restaurants that we're in, and then the ambiance, right? And so that's that's really what started the change at Mikosina as we focused on when I got here, we had some opportunities with the recipes. We had deviated from the recipes that we originally had here. So we went back to our original recipes using the the high quality ingredients, making sure that the recipes were executed much like many of our grandmothers were out there. You know, our food is very, um, it, it reminds me of food that my grandmother would have cooked in the Mexican culture. And then service, just getting back to those little touch points, making sure that we focus on making people have a great experience in the restaurant and creating that connection. You know, I always say we're a collection of neighborhood restaurants. And what makes us different is that by making that statement, it is about the people that dine in our restaurants. It's about creating those connections, about knowing the guest. And then, you know, my responsibility was to to really bring in and get us back to the standards that I remember from an ambiance point of view. You know, making sure that our restaurants were back in line with the standards that uh, that we had built in the past. And have there been any challenges getting there to that point, or what are those? the challenges in your market now? You said nothing's really changed over the last six years, but what has changed? And what are you doing to kind of combat those challenges that you are facing? Look, there's always challenges, right? In our business, you know, we serve thousands of guests every week and it's really about consistency. But I tell you, my biggest, I have two big challenges that I really focus on that, that concern me. One is talent, right? Having the right talent in the organization and making sure that we can recruit the right people in. But beyond that, it's also keeping them. Right. So the cost of labor has gone up. And so what we've done and we we did this um, really starting in the pandemic, we focused on making sure we took care of people. Right. I really felt like through the pandemic, you know, every pandemic comes to an end. Right. It may last six months. It may last a year. It might last too long. So we we implemented some things like better insurance, 401ks, paid vacations for our hourly employees. We started a fund called the Familia Fund here just in the last year or so that is here to benefit everybody who works at M Crowd. And if you're in need, you know, if you don't have the, the means to 
go to a funeral in Mexico or one of your parents is is uh, is passed away, the fund allows us to give you some money and and uh, and maybe help you out when uh, when you're in a time of need. So, you know, my focus has been on our employees and everyone that works in our company and making sure that we can do the best to help them through tough times and uh, create a great culture for them every single day in our restaurants. And I think I've seen a lot of hospitality agencies or just companies in general that do have hourly employees implementing these uh, benefits because there is sort of a retention problem with keeping people on board and making it more accessible for these employees to not only work, but have those benefits as well. What is something that may not be top of mind for others within your industry or beyond, but that you think will change your industry in the future? I'm a simple, I'm a really simple man when it comes to restaurants. I think it's about connecting with people. It's about relationships, about great service. I think it's top of mind to people, but I think technology is starting to um, become something that's getting in the way of the of what I would call the old school restaurant approach to business, which is relationships. And I think a lot of people in my industry are relying on technology to solve a lot of the problems that they're having, you know, whether it's I can order another beer on my my phone, I can uh, pay at the table with uh, an iPad or things like that. And I think that if we're not careful, the consumer is going to, um, I think they want connections. I think they want a server bringing them a beer. I think when they go out to eat, they don't want to work. And I think technology is making them work a little bit. So for me, that's top of mind is just making sure that I'm careful not to bring in so much technology that it changes who we are. Absolutely. So we're not going to be seeing robot servers in any casinos in the near future. <laughs> never say never, but likely not. Yes, you're <laughs> correct. And as CEO, what worries you in, in terms of challenges or obstacles? I know we recently talked about the challenges you're facing currently, uh, but are there any foreseeable ones that do have you worried? Look, there's multiple things, right? Like I mentioned talent. I, that's the, the one thing I always focus with my team on is how do we make sure we we have the best people here because you have to have the best team to be able to win and so talent would be it i can tell you the economy concerns me a little bit you know i think obviously the more uh money the consumer has out there to spend the more likely that we'll all be successful that's not just us it's also retail i think having a a healthy uh, economy always concerns me if it's not healthy uh supply chain you know, although we've we've come out of the pandemic, we still have to see supply chain issues. There's a lot of companies that haven't caught up. Uh, not only that, but prices bringing up. And then, you know, one that that uh, I stay very close to is just uh, regulations and regulatory laws and bills that are out there that uh, that potentially could create increases in our business that uh, that'll make it hard for us to operate. Edgar Guevara joining us next. His advice for other CEOs when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we know the importance of protecting your employees on the road. We create driving safety programs to help keep your people and your bottom line safe. Together, we can reduce driving accidents and drive Texas business forward. Business is safer, stronger, better with Texas Mutual. At Independent Financial, we know you work hard for your business. That's why we work hard for you. Ready to get down to business? Let's talk at ifinancial.com slash business. Independent Financial. Banking for business. Banking for life. With those challenges and our obstacles in mind, 
as well as the benefits too of being a CEO of a hospitality firm, what advice would you give to other CEOs or others aspiring to run a company someday like Mcrowd? How can the mind of a small leader grow in your field? Well, look, I always say focus on helping people be successful. You know, that's how I've grown my career. And so I get the benefit of having a lot of people have success within our organization. But really, I like to see people succeed, help them win. You know, I think my responsibility is to challenge them. You know, somebody in, early in my career challenged me and really pushed me to do more than I thought I could do. And so I think it's that. And I think there's always, uh, you have to be humble. You know, I think you have to be confident that you can do things, but you have to be humble. There's, there's uh, a lot of things that can happen if you don't exhibit humility. You know, I've seen a lot of leaders, a lot of businesses struggle when you get into a place where you think that uh, your product is the best out there or that your people are the best out there. And I would just say, you know, network. Don't be afraid as a young leader to go ask a question. Don't be afraid to find somebody in a senior position and say, hey, I know you're busy. Can I grab a cup of coffee with you later? Or can I jump on a call, listen to podcasts, get on conferences? It's really about having uh, a lot of curiosity about leadership and about why people succeed. And then don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. Now walk me through Crowd's current footprint. What can we expect next from the company? Are we going to be seeing new Mikosina locations soon? Yes and yes. So uh, we have 23 Mikosinas now. Our 24th is uh, opening in Houston. So I was just down there this weekend. We're opening the 24th location down in River Oaks. Obviously, we have the Mercury Taco Diner. Um, but, you know, our plan is to grow Mikasina in Texas. So one of the, I believe we have an amazing concept. I think, although we sit in a space in the Tex-Mex space where there's a lot of people who do Tex-Mex, I think ours is a little different. I don't know. You know, I, I happen to like ours better. I run the place, but I think we're unique in that we offer a little bit of more of an upscale experience. We have one thing that nobody else has called the Mambo Taxi. And so I'd like to spread that across Texas and really lay out a foundation so we can start to grow outside of Texas. I think our, our brand can scale outside of Texas here in the next two or three years if we can get down to Houston and open some restaurants up in that market. Has there been any movement to grow and expand outside of Texas? Before me, there had been a couple of restaurants that we opened outside of the market. So we opened one in Atlanta and one in uh, Washington. They didn't work out. And I think that's why we're doing Texas. I, I need to make sure that I lay out a, uh, a strong opening process for us and that we get all the right people in place. You know, there's so many functions that are much easier to, to do in Texas, like supply chain and the liquor laws. And, and so we've got to get good at opening restaurants in Texas. And then I think we can do it. I think we can go to Atlanta. We can go to Nashville. We can go to Denver. I mean, there's lots of places that we can go open restaurants that are very similar to uh, what we do. We leverage technology too. We've hired a company to help us understand who our consumer is so that we can better pick real estate. And, uh, you know, the model says that we can open restaurants across the country. Now it's my responsibility and my team's responsibility to make sure we go do that. What opportunity for Crowd Restaurant Group over the next year has you most excited? Look, there's a lot that gets me excited. Obviously, opening restaurants gets me excited. But I tell you what really gets me excited is the fact that as we've opened more restaurants and as we continue to grow the organization, we are able to groom people to move into senior leadership roles with us. You know, we either move them from running one restaurant to running four or five, or we move them into a position here in the office. So for me, that's really what excites me. I think opportunity for those that are part of our organization. And by the way, we'll go, we'll hire somebody from the outside if we don't have the talent. But, uh, you know, giving people the opportunity to grow their careers, 
expand their leadership opportunities and maybe just do something different that they wanted to do and is really the most exciting thing. And so the only way I know how to do that is we got to keep growing, right? So, but we're not going to grow for the sake of growing. We're going to grow responsibly. We're going to make sure we pick great real estate. We have the right teams and that we uh, operate flawlessly in those markets so that we can keep giving people the opportunity that they're looking for. Do you have employees or a top of mind thinking of any employees that has kept the retention of coming on into Mikosina and then building their way up through the ranks to get to MCRAD as like a senior level yet? We've got a bunch of them. Actually, we've got several. So actually, Jose Luis Villanueva, who I mentioned to you earlier, started in the company 27 years ago or so. I always get the date wrong, but long time ago, 27 years ago or so. And he um, came in as a busser. And oh, wow. today he is he runs the entire operations organization for us. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's a that's a classic example. Our area directors, we have three of them who are multi-unit, who all started running restaurants, started as a hostess, started as a server. And so we have a lot of our restaurant directors have moved into running a restaurant. Right. And I think that's what really gives me a lot of joy and, and happiness is to watch, to be able to give those people the opportunity. Just recently here, we just had about 10 people we promoted internally from servers, bussers, bartenders over to be managers. And I can tell you, just it's exciting when you watch them come in because you know that now they have the opportunity someday to maybe sit in my seat. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I think expanding on that just within your company is, is a huge opportunity for your employees. So I, I think that's great. Thank you again so much. And again, congratulations on your honor at the Most Admired CEOs Awards. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It, uh, It's always great uh, to have a, a way to tell our story. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Learn more at ifinancial.com.